Hey everybody, it's the For the Record Podcast, episode number 75. Happy Wednesday. Um, like I said in the last episode, we've got we've got a lot of shit coming up. Like we got a lot of really cool episodes and stuff that I can't yet talk about, including one that's gonna come on Friday. Um, and all of next week, the guests are fucking insane. Um, I I can't even begin to explain how excited I am. Um but I'm really excited for everyone to check it out um, and everything that we've got coming up. Um, all right, I'm going to stop sounding so NPR and just get right to it. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Audible.com. Audible give you, gives you access to over 180,000 top-notch and high-quality audiobooks. Just grab your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, put in your headphones, and listen to your favorite books and new titles anywhere you go. On your commute, at the gym, when you're on a break in the office, literally wherever you want, um, as long as you have a smart device of some kind. Uh, visit audibletrial.com slash shameless promo to sign up for a free audiobook and 30-day trial. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash Seamus Promo. I guarantee you'll like it. All right, this episode, um, this was a really um, special episode. Um, this was with a uh, graphic designer named Chris, uh, Christopher Giraldi. Um, he was so nice and just a lot of fun to talk to. Um, he has a clothing line called uh, Reset in Peace, um, and it's got a beautiful message behind it. We talk a lot about his story and about how um, he, he dealt with homelessness and how he, um, it just, he had a lot of obstacles and a lot of things in his way, um, when he was, uh, coming up and, um, after he'd worked through art school and gone, but he, he really, it's very clear just from talking to him that he under he understands color and, and really the, the intricacies of design work and you can see it in his clothes and in the pieces of merchandise that he makes um but definitely check it out um we're gonna put a link to his site um in the bio of this that you can go and look at um but man it's it's awesome um and it was such a pleasure to talk to him um and really get to know his his story i mean that's kind of what the show is about i try to say that as much as i can but it's really about um trying to, it's not just about an interviewing someone it's about trying to have a conversation and trying to um learn a little bit more about them and and help you remember that it's not just a bunch of um it's not just a bunch of names and faces those names and faces come with a story and um and there you go i'm just kind of rambling now but um you get the idea so we're gonna start this episode number 75 before the record with christopher giraldi of reset and peace enjoy Hey Chris, this is Jared Stossel. How are you doing? 
good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's great to finally talk to you. Yeah, sorry. I had some uh, crazy uh, situations this month. I had like three oral surgeries, and it uh, threw off my whole month and my dog died no dude oh my god no i heard about the i didn't know about the oral surgeries i but i mean it's it's completely all good i i know how it is with just the rescheduling but um no i heard about uh your dog and i felt i like my heart sank that day i felt so bad i am oh man thank you i appreciate it that was rough yeah (laughs) yeah it's i'm still kind of feeling it yeah i did too the when um when my most when that most recently happened to me it was it was super intense i mean it's it's just one of those it's just one of those things that hits you it's it it there's nothing yeah yeah. yeah. so um well i'm i mean how how are you doing otherwise are you holding up okay yeah i'm holding up all right man um like i said i had these three oral surgeries which was crazy kind of like was just supposed to be an impacted wisdom tooth (laughs) oh man yeah, it looks crazy. Like it looked, it looked like my tooth is like parallel parking with my tongue, but it was deep set within my jaw. So um, the first time that they went in, they like cut the top of the tooth off. They're like, "Oh, you'll be fine. We're just gonna leave the roots in." And then the second time I went in, they're like, "Oh, you're not healing right. We have to shave down your jawbone." Ah, uh. like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, um, so they did that, and then I went back in because I'm like, I'm still in terrible pain. They're like, we're gonna have to take out the roots. And then that's what they just did last week, and uh, that was the worst one. You, the, you would think the shaving of the jawbone would be yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, uh, I'm recovering from that. Okay, um, it was tough. It was it was, it was tough, but uh, you know, whatever it is, what it is. I have this like gaping hole in the side of my mouth. Oh like, my god, on the inside. Yeah, because yeah, it's like not healing together correctly. But whatever, it's over. So I have to wait for it to, to heal up. But. uh... Yeah, so aside from that, complaining, everything everything's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I think you I think you have a right to complain with that. That that's pretty that 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 sucks. That's in that's oh man, I can't even oh just thinking about the a hole in the side of your mouth. Oh man. Yeah, it's weird. Like so, like broccoli gets stuck in there. Yeah. Like, I have to like it, it's like a pocket where if I could store acorns, I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, god. Uh, um. Well, other than that, I am glad to hear you're doing a lot better, and I'm very glad we're able to talk um, and uh, to talk about Reset in Peace and about uh, music and, and about lots of cool stuff. Um, I, I guess one of the things I wanted to start with was um, just from reading and looking at what was sent over to me, you lead an incredibly creative lifestyle if we look at not only your art but it, and at Reset in Peace, but at your music. Um with the remixes that you've done, with all that stuff. And I guess my first question is, where did your passion and your want for creating things come from, whether it was with a piece of music or a piece of art? I guess kind of where did it start for you? I, you know, it's it's one of those things where um, I always kind of just felt like a vessel for creativity. And if I, w- if I was in the process of making something, I felt content where um, I'm, I'm sure other people find that with like the gym, going to exercising or, or just going to a regular job or um, for me, like I've always made art. I was, you know, drawing like, you know, superheroes when I was a child. And, uh, you know, instead of pursuing, instead of after high school pursuing a career in something else, you know, I, I, I was excelling in painting, like 
at an early age and my I had some teachers that really got behind me and they're like, you should go to art school, you know, and, and pursue it. Um, so for me, I mean, I, you know, it, it, that's really where I started to get to focus on some stuff and, and got to open my mind up to some other things um, was in college. And then, I don't know, man, like I learned, I, you know, in school I started to make music um, at the same time because I went to like a, I went to SUNY Purchase in New York and it's kind of like a conglomerate of like art, dance, music, and I had met a lot of really cool people. Um, and I started playing instruments there and, uh, it all kind of just, you know, worked out together where I was like, oh, I could make music for my art exhibits. And then, then I, then I started actually making music and getting, uh, some recognition. So, uh, I started putting out records, electronic music stuff, and I, and I landed a couple of really cool remixes. And, uh, it's funny though, like for the most part when I'm making music, I'm not painting or doing anything visual. My brain is like one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's hard to it's hard for me to be like creative in both at the same time. I tar- it's it's like I, I don't get overly psyched about one while I'm working on the other, you know. But uh, yeah. I'll definitely listen to music while I'm painting or or or, or designing or whatever. But uh, yeah, I've just been creative forever. <laughs> For sure, man. I mean, it sounds like it. Um, I, well, it's awesome. But I mean. When I'm looking, I mean, this kind of goes back to a question that's in regards to the to um, art art school and edu- and art education and things like that. Um, I remember re- uh, I read something that said that you uh, going to school really gave you a good understanding for color theory and that kind of uh, that kind of understanding, I guess, what works together and what doesn't. Your designs for Rousset and Peace are intriguing because. They all, for, at least from the ones I've seen, start with a flat black or white background, and then they'll feature some kind of a, an image, like a, a piece of really colorful artwork that completely pops and sticks out. And I, I'm curious, does that come from your understanding of color theory and your experience in art education, or was that just something that you're like, oh, I think this looks cool. I think um, um, I just want to put this down. That's a good question. I mean, you know, uh, I, I took a couple of, uh, of color theory classes with this. I had this great professor. And he explained, you know, and he, he would show us how, like, if you put two shades of color next to each other, even without a line between them, what happens, like, with warmth, you know, warm uh, tones and cool tones and, like, how you can actually create space just by putting these two colors together. Uh, I think the artist that he was, like, really involved with was uh, Joseph Albers, and this guy was, like... You know, he was our color mastermind and, and did some amazing collage work with, with color. Um, and, I, I, you know, with painting, like, I didn't have... Some reason I don't have simplicity in my paintings. They're, they're a little, they're a little uh, chaotic. But when it came to design, I was able to refine uh, my work into a much more simplistic place. And I, and I, I really appreciate, you know, how Apple presents themselves. I, yeah. You know, it's just clean and it's to the point, and there's no excess stuff to you know take away from the image per se. And uh, I, I think with reset and peace, that's kind of where I wanted to go to. I wanted to to like cut the fat out and and just leave what was necessary. Um, and that I felt like that would allow for you know less clutter, get the point across, and still allow people to think about it because it is an image. Um, so yeah, I definitely think about uh, the simplicity and you know not overdoing it because 
I, for me in the past, I have a tendency to want to put everything I know into one. Yeah. Creation. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I, I know all this stuff. It fits into this box, but it doesn't fit into it, you know? But, uh, yeah, simplicity is, is something that I'm actually learning just recently. I think in recovery um, is part of it too. Like, uh, because you know, I've been, I, you know, I've been sober for over two years now, and my brain is finally like clearing up. And 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 uh, you know, earlier on in my in my creative endeavors, you know, even if I was just smoking pot, like uh, it, I was foggy, and I didn't. I, yeah. My decision making, my yeah, my decision making wasn't as clear. And, and and now I'm like, okay, I know what I want. It, that's all that needs to be here in this one place. I could bring whatever I want into the next one and see how that works out. You know, definitely. Congratulations on being sober for two years. That's uh, that's quite a feat, and that's um, that's wonderful to hear. Oof, thanks. It was uh, quite a journey. Yeah. To this point. Definitely. <laughs> Um, well, one of the things I noticed about uh, Reset in Peace was that you had, um, and I guess kind of speaking a little bit more on um, on uh, your, the the being sober and overcoming addiction and things like that, uh, a portion of the proceeds from everything people will buy will go to the Reno Sparks mission. Um, I was wondering if you would talk a little bit more about your connection to the charity and just, I guess, I guess maybe share kind of your story because I, I think, I think it can really, for people who are listening, it can really help people whenever they kind of hear like the, Oh, if, if that person overcame it, I can, I can overcome it too. Uh, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, cool. So before I got to Reno, I actually tried to sober up one, one time before that. Um, I had gone to a rehab like eight months before that. And that was after coming back from Las Vegas. Um, where I was, I had been homeless there for a little while. But the thing with Reno is I, I had relapsed and I had had some money when I was in New York and I flew myself out to Reno thinking like, oh, I'm going to go out there and paint and it's going to be cool. But in the back of my head, I knew why I was going out to Reno because they had my drug of choice out there and they had gambling. Um, so I went out there and I lost all of my money oh. within like, you know, five and a half days. Oh, and man. uh I know, dude. It was, it was, it was actually, it was amazing. When they say, like, when you relapse, it, you pick up right where you left off. They're not kidding. Like, and it's really, it's a dangerous thing. But uh, so, really quickly, I, you know, I was in total. I was in Reno for about three and a half months, but I was homeless five and a half days in. So I basically became, you know, I found, I found a place that I could eat. That they were serving food, and it was the Reno Sparks Mission. They would, uh, they would have, you know, lunches. Uh, you basically had to sign up to and, and actually get a homeless uh, ID so they could check you, you know, in at the door or whatever. So they, they were feeding me uh, lunches and dinners on the regular. And then, you know, I, at this time I was still in active addiction. So if I wasn't, so if I was high, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep there, you know. But if I wasn't and I needed a place to go, they had a homeless shelter. Um, and they had, and when that was too filled, they had a homeless shelter overflow area where they'd stick you in a room basically with like as many people as I could fit in these chairs and you would sleep sitting up, you know, um, but it was indoors and, and that was what mattered because there was nights when I would be sleeping on the curb outside of this place because it felt like it might be the safest place around, um, you know, waiting to get a, get maybe into the chair or into the shelter. Uh, but yeah. they also... It, you know, it was tough, man. It was it was it was the worst time of the year. I, I didn't think I didn't do enough research about Reno. I thought it was going to be as hot as Nevada, and uh, yeah, and it's it, it's not. It's, it's <laughs> the elevation's way higher. And it's like, it, gets, it was like friggin' freezing. You know, I was like, oh no, you know, 
this is terrible because like when I, you know, there would be certain nights where I didn't make it to the cutoff time to get to the shelter and I'd be doing jumping jacks at 2 a.m. in a park trying to make sure my toes didn't fall off, you know? Yeah. Um, but they also, the beautiful thing about the Reno Sparks uh, mission, you know, I'm, I'm not a religious person, but it, it is, uh, you know, a religious thing. They're, they have like, uh, they have their own rehab there. That's like, a, I think it might be a Christian based, a Catholic based rehab. But, uh, you could go there and they'll give you like one thing when you're homeless, man, is your socks. Your socks get, you, you know, you'll never appreciate a pair of new socks until you've been homeless for a few weeks. Um, they would give you a couple of pairs of, well, a pair of socks every three weeks to a month. Um, and you know, just stuff like that. They give you a voucher, um, for clothing. Cause I, you know, I had just a backpack on me and, and after a while, I mean, it's like, it's like apocalypse now over there. You know, there's a lot of people that need a lot of help. And I, and I saw them, I saw people coming and, and helping these people. Like some nights there would be, a, a you know, just this lady would show up with her like Tahoe truck and bust out like uh, all these trays of food for everybody. And, and, and when I saw stuff like that and, and they were feeding me and I was like, oh my God, I, I like, I don't know what I would do without these people and their kind-hearted, like, love of people to help, you know. So that really inspired me. I said to myself, if I ever get better, if I ever get myself out of this situation, I would love to, you know, somehow give back. And that that, that place, that homeless shelter saved my life, I mean, many times. Um, they even, I mean, they give you a mailbox if you need to get mail. Like, uh, they also had food banks and stuff. Granted, I had nowhere to cook food, but they'd give you, like, a little can opener, and you could when you needed to and um they were really helpful they were, you know it was it was it wasn't exactly like you know, <laughs> i don't want to make it sound like it was uh a hotel of and and, and it was nice because it wasn't it was it was a difficult area with a lot of really sketchy people and you know some people were mentally ill some people are sketchy drug addicts and some people are criminal you know people are hiding there so it was it was a sketchy area, but without them, I, I don't know if I'd be alive at this point, they, you know, and I'm really grateful to that place in particular, because um, Reno was tough. It was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. After that situation, I mean, is it fair to say that your experiences and, and overcoming addiction and overcoming homelessness and um, and just all of those struggles, do you think that played into your, into your art and Absolutely. into any of the designs? Oh, absolutely. So what I was doing during the day, um, if I wasn't, well, if I was or wasn't um, high at the time, I would constantly be drawing. I, I did I did bring sketchbooks with me, and I had my backpack, and I, w- I would, you know, post up in front of there's a local McDonald's, and I would uh, either draw, you know, on paper and try to try to sell uh, my drawings for, you know, food, <laughs> food <laughs> money or whatever money, you know, whatever I needed it for at the time. But um, I, I mean, I would all a lot of if not all, if not, I'd have to say 90% of the drawings that are out uh, in Reset and Peace um, all originated from the sketchbooks when I was homeless. Wow. So they definitely, play, yeah, they definitely played into it. They were all moments that I felt. Um, and, you know, you, you just, you can't appreciate, I, I, for me, I can only see for myself, I couldn't appreciate what real life was uh, until all of that happened to me. Until, like, you're, you're humbled to the point where like you're grateful to get a nickel from somebody uh, or for somebody to even, even look at you without disgust as they walk by you, you know? Yeah. Um, 
So, but yeah, I was drawing that whole time. And uh, somehow, that I mean, that's, I think, what kept my sanity, knowing that, like, I at least had that. I could at least, like, if I couldn't look up and look at people in the eye because I felt horrible, I could at least look down and draw how I felt. Definitely. I mean, so how long ago in, I guess, in your life, just to, just to kind of get a timeline in my head, so how long how long ago did Reset and Peace start? So that started after the... Yeah. After you overcame it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I was just drawing and stuff back then. Uh, you know, I, I've had, you know, I had my music out at that point, but that was, wasn't making me any money. The residuals are gone. Um, and, yeah, so Reset and Peace came, uh, I guess, after the, so I got, I had, I had some, I have a couple of friends that helped me out the first time I, 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 I fucked up, and then <laughs> I called them this time, and I was, like, basically MIA, and, and uh, was like, I need, I need your help, and they were, you know, kind enough to fly me out of Reno. Uh, anyway, so I went to my second rehab, and um, during that, uh, after my 28-day stay and the inpatient, I was keeping in, front, uh, in touch with my friend Jack Dishel. He's a great dude. Um, he's a musician, too. Uh, and we, we just had always had fun wordplay. And like we're just joking around via text. And I was like, yeah, man, I just reset in peace. Instead of, you know, and that's, that basically was, I was, he's like, that's an album title. I'm like, like, I think that's my, co- like, I think it's my company name. I think I got it. And then, like, like, and then like a couple of days later, somebody was like, dude, your, your stuff would look cool on shirts. Like, I don't, even though they're my ideas, like almost none of the ideas that made it happen were mine. Like people suggested things. And I was like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so that's kind of how that started. I was like, I'll call it Reset in Peace. And um, I I originally launched it, like, I want to say two years ago, but I was working with a, like, a print. I wasn't, I, I wasn't working with a printer that was charging me enough for it to make sense. I'm, like, charging, you know, $50 a T-shirt because it was costing me, like, $39 to get one printed. Yeah. Like, with, all, with all the colors. And then I finally found a place that would... That, that did it at a reasonable price uh, where I was able to actually not charge a lot and still donate the money, uh, the profits. Um, so, yeah, it came about, I guess, like, you know, pretty pretty close at, into my new recovery. So, I guess, like, two years ago or so. Well, congratulations. Uh, that's, I mean, that's incredible. That I mean, that's, that's a yeah. huge success yeah. story and a huge, uh, just, you've overcome a lot. I mean, just from that story alone. Well, you know, thank you very much. And the beautiful thing is, like, the shirts are actually mostly being sold to people in recovery because they see, they, they do see the story, and, and uh, I'm involved in the local, like, AA and, and HA and, uh, you know, NA chapters uh, in Long Island, New York, and, uh, you know, people want to support, and they, they actually, they dig the design, which is cool, because like, it's a nice way for me to see my art out, but it's also a nice, it, it makes me feel good because they're, they're buying it knowing it's going to something worth going to, you know, it's not like, it's not like I'm cool. It's in my pocket. I'm rich. Cause <laughs> it, 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 it's just really about the cause and it's a great way for me to, to get my art out. It's a so, labor of, it sounds, it's a labor of love. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, the funny thing is in the process, people are now asking me to do this, to do logo design and, and freelance work for them so that in, in the back end that's really nice nice uh yeah in terms of in terms of the clothing line itself and uh, do you see it expanding beyond shirts do you see other kinds of items and 
um, I, I guess I guess other ideas that are kind of going with it, or is it or is it just set centrally, generally, in just graphic design tees? Um, no, for sure, it's it's going to expand. Actually, I did an event in Brooklyn about a month ago where um, I took I took a good amount of the images and I found a way to take apart these clocks that I had found at a decent price, um, and I, I actually did a line of like twenty different clocks, uh, wall clocks, and they all saw. It's so funny. I'm at this, uh, you know, event, and I sold all my clocks, and none of the shirts sold. It was right before Christmas. People were like, I don't know if they're going to fit them. Blah, blah. But anyway, so I did all these wall clocks. They were pretty cool. Um, I, I think I think I may put them on the website. Um, I just got some cell phone cases uh, made. They're not up there yet. I'm kind of just doing test runs and getting the stuff sent to me to see how it looks. Um, but, yeah, cell phone cases. I'm, I'm, I'm also working on... Uh, some uh, custom. You, ever, you know what the uh, kid robot money designs are? They're like little toys. I um, I feel like I've may have seen it in passing, but um, it, uh, elaborate. I'm I'm curious because I may have seen it. Yeah, they're basically kid robot, and a couple other companies make blank vinyl uh, toys for you to customize. Oh, cool! And uh, yeah, it's fun. So I've been getting into that. I had done some a couple of years back when I cleaned, tried to clean up the first time and uh, had an Etsy page for them. But, so yeah, they're, they're fun little blanks, you know, they come blank, they're just like white vinyl, and you can sculpt on them, paint on them, and they're all like one of a kind at that point, so I'm, I'm working on like, I got like eight of them on my shelf right now, I, I could actually probably email you a picture of some of the stuff. Uh, yeah, please do. Uh, but, so yeah, I'm working on that, and I'm, I'm, I'm just really open to seeing what happens uh, with it. You know, with the whole with the whole concept of reset and peace. But as of right now, it's it's been t-shirt design, um, and I, I mean, I've done quite a few print or prints, but those aren't on the site right now. Um, I've just been trying to limit it to t-shirts and see how that goes. Uh, mostly because I, I feel a kinship to having you know, having it be clothing. When I, there was a point where I had no clothing in my life, you know, like like where I had one t-shirt. <laughs> Somehow that plays into it for me, where I'm like, okay, these are clothes, and I'm selling them, and I'm the money's going back to the Reno Sports Commission, where they can get clothes. And uh, so right now, yeah, I think it's, I'm thinking just just t-shirts and possibly these clocks and cell phone cases. It depends on what I can get printed at a decent price. Of course, that well, that's awesome. Um, I look forward to seeing the future designs. I think, and I'm, I'm I can probably speak for everyone else who's listening to this. That's awesome. Um, um, in terms, so this is kind of, this is a question that I use to kind of finish everything off, um, with any interview that I do. Generally, I ask this to musicians, but I'm going to kind of mod it a little bit for, um, yeah, the purpose of art, even though you are a musician, just, just kind of for the purpose of talking about like reset and peace and about music. What is art and the ability to create mean to you? And I think, I think art is just the brain on the outside of the human body um nice <laughs> you know it's like it, it, that's really what it is it, it's like it's just a thought they're just thoughts um and and uh what was the second part of the question uh the ability <laughs> uh sorry uh the ability to create like the ability to just create art or music or what like what does that mean to you oh man what a gift it's such a gift um i don't know what i would do without the ability to create um, it is a gift. It's such an outlet. Um, to me, it's a beautiful thing because there's so many people doing so many different things 
And it's, it's just amazing because it's something that gets left behind after we pass on because we don't live forever. We will eventually all rest in peace. And and for me to know that, that some of my, some of my thoughts will become afterthoughts and go on and who knows where they'll end up. But, uh, just to, just to know that I could, you know, get stuff out there and maybe make, make a mark in somebody, uh, maybe even 200 years after I'm dead, something might be lying around, you know? (laughs) No, definitely. I don't know. No, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's very similar to the way that um, a, a musician or a filmmaker thinks because it's like you're leaving behind your legacy and you're leaving behind yeah. everything you've created so that um, a future generation can see it. Yeah, it's interesting. I um, I, I I just uh, I only hope that it, you know my uh, my wife doesn't toss everything after I die. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully she won't. <laughs> I'm sure she won't. Um, and uh, lastly, to finish this off, where can people find you online and where can they go find Reset in Peace and your music and anything else you want them to check out? Well, um, Reset in Peace right now is, is simply www.resetinpeace.com. Um, on Instagram, it's just uh, my, my hashtag or my name is Reset in Peace. Um, Facebook, same thing, backslash Reset in Peace. Um, as far as my music, you can Google, uh, Velapine Screen. It's, I, you know, it's, it's with a V, V-E-L-A-P-E-N-E screen. And, uh, you find some remixes I've done. I did, I did one for Interpol back in the day and, uh, I've done a couple for Regina Spector. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. She's actually the one that got me out of, uh, got me out of Vegas the first time and got me into rehab. She's a close friend of mine and she her and uh, her husband jack like saved my life twice oh my god uh, so that's incredible yeah yeah so uh you know without them i might be dead so uh, <laughs> shout out to my friends who didn't let me die absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i mean well said and fantastic that's perfect um all right well i'll make sure that all the links go up um in the description oh, of this really quickly yeah uh, if i could just add if i could just add like uh if i can add any hope to anybody like if you're listening to this and you're high or you're not high or you're in between high and not high, there's like hope out there, you know, and if you just like reach out and, you know, to anybody, to everybody, somebody's willing to help. Um, you know, when, when I was down and out, I didn't think I could ever overcome any sort of the issues I was having. And I had a, I had a really bad problem, you know, and, and for me to overcome or at least continually try to overcome it, uh, I think if I could do it, anybody can. And yeah, that's it. I just, I just have a lot of love and respect for everybody, and uh, especially those that are in need. So that's pretty much it. <laughs> that, that's beautifully said, and a perfect way to close it. And I'll make sure to put up a link to the Reno Sparks mission in the description of this, so people can go and uh, check out more about what they're doing. Um, since it's, yeah, it's so pertinent to the episode. Awesome. All right. Well, Chris, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to finally speak with you and to hear about just the whole incredible story behind this clothing line. I'm excited for people to check this out when it goes up. All right, man. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. Take care. Uh, You too. Bye.